Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Why don't we go right to prayer? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much, O Lord God, for this time that we have with you now, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Holy Spirit will minister to every single listener that would be out there today, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Speak to their hearts in your own special way, O Lord God, because you know the needs, you know the desires, you know what's going on in the hearts and lives of every single listener out there, O Lord God. So I pray that you minister to them in your own special way. We thank you, Heavenly Father, and we praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 again. I'm glad you could join us here again. And uh, now that we've gotten to this point and um, we've, uh, uh, we've talked about Palm Sunday and we had a wonderful and a glorious, at least I hope you had a wonderful and glorious uh, Resurrection Sunday with family and friends and, and maybe even spending some time, hopefully spending some time with the Lord and reflect on the things that you've heard over the last couple of weeks. You know, these are exciting times for all of us and everything. And there's so much to do in life, so much to look forward to, so much to have joy for, you know. And uh, I always say this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Amen. But now that Resurrection Sunday has kind of passed us, so to speak, uh, uh, what next? You know, what next? That's kind of the question. After reflection on the events of Resurrection Sunday, Palm Sunday, you know, and its meaning and so forth, or maybe you decided to give your life to the Lord. Maybe you decided to ask Jesus Christ to come into your life and just take over. You know, maybe you decided that you're tired of struggling by yourself and you asked the Lord to come in and just take control. And maybe you've already made that decision years ago, but now you have a refreshed and a renewed view of what the resurrection really, really means for us uh, as Christians in our lives today. Day, how everything that Jesus did was intended so that we could have life abundantly, as Scripture said repeatedly, abundant life, and that most importantly of all, we have we have salvation. We have now the ability to spend eternity with the Lord, and and so forth. You know, so Jesus did a, a, a wonderful thing for us. He paid the price, took, took all of our sins upon Him, washed us in His blood, and and now we are born again. We are new creatures in in Christ Jesus. Okay, so 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 what next? Again, you know. Uh, what is this new life that that scripture the scripture says that we have? You know, as the crucifixion and resurrection was prophesied, so was the new life proph prophesied. Okay, this thing called quote unquote the new life, the regenerated man that was also prophesied. The gift of new life was foretold by the prophets in the Old Testament, and with that, as usual, let's go to scripture. Ezekiel prophesied the gift of a new heart and a new spirit. So if we go to Ezekiel. Uh, Ezekiel 36, praise the living God, Ezekiel 36, and we want to start with verse number 26, okay, Ezekiel 36, verse 26, it says, a new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you. And cause you to walk in my statutes, and you shall keep my judgments and do them. 
Okay, 27 again. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my statutes, my judgments and do them. Okay, again, the operative, the operative verse though is really 26. A new heart, a new heart also will I give you and a new spirit will I put within you. Okay, now that was prophesied. This is referring to, to, to the work of Jesus Christ and then the subsequent uh, giving of the Holy Spirit. Okay, remember, remember in scripture that Jesus had to be crucified. He had to return to the Father before he could send the comforter. He said that Jesus said that in scripture. I must return to my Father before I can send the comforter to you. Okay, and he told him, he said, go, go to the upper room. That's where they wound up going to right? and await and await and await. And surely enough, the Holy Spirit came upon them. Okay, and the same thing happens to us. Once you give yourself to the Lord, once you become born again, as they call it, okay, once, once you're that new creature, new creature in Christ Jesus, then the Holy Spirit is given unto you, okay, so you are a new creature, you're a new creation, okay, so we see there that it was prophesied, the same way Palm Sunday was prophesied, the same way the events of Resurrection Sunday, Good Friday, the crucifixion and everything, all of that was prophesied, we read those scriptures, so was the, the, the new life, the new spirit also prophesied, that's what we just read. The new heart and spirit promised by the prophets came through Jesus Christ by way of the Holy Spirit. Okay, now we all know that that way in, in Acts 1, well, 1 to 14, uh, they were told to wait for the Holy Spirit. Okay, remember that. And then in the second chapter of Acts, there was the actual filling of the Holy Spirit. Okay, as a matter of fact, why don't we just, just go there real quickly. Uh, Acts chapter 2. Okay, they were told to go and wait. Okay, and surely enough, as they were waiting, we see here, Acts chapter 2, verse number 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Okay? So we see that Jesus told them to go there and they went and surely enough, and it says that they were there, they were all with, uh, in verse number one, they were all with one accord in one place. They were in agreement. On one accord means that they were in agreement. They had this expectation of something to happen, to something to, to come upon them. And surely enough, the Holy Spirit did. Okay? So again, now we read there then in Ezekiel that it was prophesied that this would happen. You know, a new spirit, would, would he give them? Would God give them? Okay? And, if, and through Jesus Christ, this was done. Okay? And then we see here in Acts chapter 2 that that exactly happened. Again, what was prophesied came to pass. What was prophesied for Palm Sunday came to pass. What was prophesied for the crucifixion and resurrection came to pass. Jesus, in every in every sense, was fulfilling the scriptures, the, the, the prophecies that were written in Old Testament. Okay, So the power of God that's given to us for victorious, victorious life on earth is only, is only, it's only a foretaste of things yet to come. We have much more to look forward to when we go on to be with the Lord into eternity, okay? But this was just the beginning. It's a, it, it's a taste. It's a foreshadowing of things that are in store for us. Believers begin a new life when they are born again by the Spirit, okay? When they're born again by the Spirit. And we see that if we go to 1 Peter, we go to 1 Peter 1, 1 Peter 1 and verse number 3, okay? It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten, uh, begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible, 
incorruptible and undefiled and that fades not away, reserved in heaven for you, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Herein we greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations, manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, you love, in whom though now you see him not, yet believing, yet believing, you rejoice, rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Okay, all right. So we see here that, that, that the beginning of a new life uh, uh, is indicated by us having, being born again in the spirit. That's as it's, as it's referred to as being born in the spirit. Okay, so whether or not, whether or not we are new believers or have simply come to realize exactly what Jesus did for us on the cross, how should we, we be living our lives? That's the question. Okay, how should we be living our lives? Regeneration uh, places believers on the road of faith, whereby they become new creations. The Word of God refers to us as new creations. And if you go to um, 2 Corinthians, refers to us as, as new creations, go to 2 Corinthians 5, verse number 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, this is a critical, a critical and a pivotal, pivotal, a pivotal, sorry, uh, scripture for us to hang on. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. If you gave your house, your, 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 yourself to the Lord, if you gave your heart to the Lord and asked Jesus to come into your, 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 um, into your heart over the last couple of weeks, or if you already have done that, Realize, remember, that you're a new creature. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Amen? That means that your life as it was before you is passed away. God does not look at that life anymore, however you lived that life before, nor should you. You are a new creature now. The minute that you came to the Lord and you cried out and said, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, you know, save me. You know, I, I, I can't live this life by myself. I can't do it by myself. I need your help. help. Your help. Come into my heart. I know that you are the son of the living God, and I know that you died for my sins. And once you confess that prayer to the Lord Jesus, he comes into your heart. Holy Spirit enters into your life, enters into you. Amen. You are a new creature. You're not the way it used to be. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Okay. So we realize then that, that this is the work of the cross and we cannot escape the reality of all of that. And, 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 and the reality of, of, uh, of, of what our life really is, we may not even realize that sometimes because um, do we feel any different? Well, nah. <laughs> you may feel like there's a relief off of you. You may feel like there's a weight that's been lifted from your shoulders because now you finally realize that you don't have to live this life by yourself. That you don't have to solve all of the problems in life by yourself. That you have someone that is much greater than you, you know, to help you, to assist you, to guide the way, to answer questions, to help you to make decisions. You know, you know, maybe now you're beginning to real to realize that. And if you do, then yes, you do feel different. You feel like there's a weight that's lifted off your shoulders. But if you look in the mirror, you look the same. 
<laughs> you know, you, you know, if you need to lose some weight, you know, such as yours truly, yeah, you know, you, you still need to lose some weight perhaps, but the Lord can help you with that too. God can pray you through and get you into a, a, a good diet if that's what's needed or whatever it may be, or maybe get you to exercise or whatever. But what I'm saying to you, the most important thing for you to realize is that you are a new creation. You're a new creature now. Old things have passed away. You do not have to try to live this life all by yourself. You have a helper now. Jesus said, I would give you the comfort, the, the paraclete, the comforter, the helper, okay? And in spite of that reality, okay, and, and this, is, this is your new reality, everything I just said, this is your new reality, okay? If you recently gave yourself to the Lord and you, you, you're saved, or if you've been saved for many, many, many years, but maybe all of a sudden now there's been just a, a light bulb kind of going off, you know, how real this thing is, okay? And in spite of this reality that we live in, and I include myself, that we live in, we still wrestle with the old nature and the old self, okay? okay? It, it still comes back up from time to time and wants to take us back to where we were before, okay? We must always seek to put on the new self, okay, and to keep on that new self and to follow the new commandments of Jesus Christ, the commandments of Jesus Christ, amen? It, it, it's, it's like you've taken off this old suit, <laughs> you know, you've taken off this old suit and you threw it down in the corner of your closet. You've thrown it in your closet, okay? But every now and then, that old suit tries to come back out. That old suit tries to come back out of that closet and tries to, 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 to gain its way to get you back into it, to cover you again. That old suit keeps coming back and trying to, to, to reclaim you, to cover you, okay, in the old suit. But we don't want to do that. We want to make sure that that old suit is cast away, cast aside. We don't look at it anymore. And we realize now I'm, I'm wearing this new suit. I'm wearing this new suit in Christ Jesus. I have the Holy Spirit within me that can give me the power and give me the insights, to give me the thoughts, give me the proper thinking to help me to make decisions about things in my life that are important. Okay? This is a new time for you, saying, Realize that and believe it. We don't have to struggle the way we used to struggle. Okay? If you're worried about your bank account, worried about your health, uh, worried about a loved one, worried about a family member, worried about a job or promotion or whatever. You don't have to worry anymore because all you have to do is to give it to God. Okay, you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Okay, all right. The word says that now that we should be following Jesus' commandments. Okay, and following the things that the things that He wants us to do. We have a new life now. We have a new life, and we can read. We, we can read what uh, read some about what that new life is if we go to Ephesians four. Go to Ephesians 4. There's tons of information in the Word of God about now that I've given myself to the Lord, now that I realize who I am, what next? What are my next steps? Okay? Okay? I've I read through the Scriptures. I've prayed over the events of Palm Sunday. I realize and understand the, 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 the prophecy of Jesus making that triumphal uh, entry into Jerusalem. I understand why he went to the cross. Okay, I understand the, the Last Supper. I, I understand Jesus' death and resurrection. I understand that. Lord, I came to you. You're, I, I asked you to be my Lord and Savior. You came into my life. You came into my heart. Now what, Lord? Now what? How do I live my life? Well, Ephesians, among many scriptures, Ephesians gives us a, a pretty good view, a pretty good outline. So that's what we're going to go to today. Okay, so Ephesians 4, verse number 1. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. You are called. If you made that decision to ask Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, whether it was this past week or whether it was years ago, you were called. OK, 
Okay, you were called, and guess what? You answered. That's the good news. You were called, and you answered. You responded. Okay, so the scripture says that therefore the uh, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, even as you are, ca are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all, and in you all, and in, in you, in you, in me, in you, amen, and in you, in you all. But, uh, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. He gave these things for the perfecting of the saints. By the way, the saints are us. Okay, okay, the saints are us. The scripture refers to a lot of this about the saints, and it is us. It is not, it is not someone that a body, a group of people decided that after, I don't know, 500 years or something like that, and during that person's life, they did so many miracles, or they did this, they did that, and now we have decided to make this person a saint. No, 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 no. The Bible, we call, it refers to us as saints. You've given yourself to the Lord. You've asked Jesus to, to, uh, to be your Lord and Savior. You are now called a saint according to the scripture. All right, so this is not something that has been deemed by man to make some person a saint, okay? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth, that we henceforth be no more children, okay? That we henceforth be no more, be no more children. We henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie and wait to deceive, okay? So moving forward now, from now on, is saying that, that here, that we should be no more like children, tossed to and fro and carried out with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men. There's a whole lot of doctrines out there that have been dreamed up by men that cannot be found in Scripture, Many doctrines out there that, that dream up by men that cannot be found in Scripture. So what he's telling us now, now that we're born again, now that we have Holy Spirit in us, that we should no longer be like children. We're just tossed to and fro. If you're running around the place and you're getting doctrine from point A and point B, you're going to this organization, you're going, and you're listening to all of this stuff, and there's all of these different doctrines of men, and many times those doctrines are made up by men, what does it say there? And cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Many of those things you might be hearing are by design to deceive you, but henceforth to no longer be like little children tossed to and fro by those doctrines. Now you have the knowledge of truth. You have the ability within you, Holy Spirit, to always show you the truth. You have the ability, Holy Spirit, in you to, so, to have the spirit of discernment in you so that if you're hearing these cunning doctrines, these things that, that would try to toss you back and throw, you can back and fro, you can separate, separate the wheat from the chaff, so to speak. Amen. You, 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 can, you can separate truth from fiction. Okay? Because many of these, these doctrines that are designed these days are designed to deceive, are designed to take away the legitimacy 
of the resurrection and the life that God has intended for you and for me. Amen. Amen. So it's saying that henceforth, be like children, no more, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, even, even, even Christ, from whom the whole, whole body fitly jointly together, joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, making increase of the body unto edifying of itself in love. This, this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Walking in the vanity of the mind doesn't mean that you're walking, <laughs> deceiving yourself, and you're so vain to think that you are always right. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, uh, us being right, absent the word of God, makes us wrong. <laughs> okay, all right. So, so there are many out there that walk in the vanity of the minds, thinking that they are the ones that's always right. As a matter of fact, you should follow what they're doing because they know what's best. We have that flowing so much around us today. Okay, if we don't agree with a certain group of people in a certain direction, a certain policy, and so on like that, 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 that we're the ones that's wrong, okay, and they are always right. So if you're walking in your human ability, then that's the vanity of your mind. And we see that so much today. We see so much arrogance out and about today. Amen, amen. So, so we see it, we, we see it that they say, uh, this I say, and testify the Lord, you henceforth walk not, not as other Gentiles walk, other, gen other Gentiles walk, in the valley of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. You see that? Let's read, read that again. Having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them. It, the, the, the ignorance that they have, they're alienated, alienated from the life of God because they don't know Jesus. They're not walking in line with Holy Spirit. Okay, so therefore they are alienated from God. And because of the fact that they're alienated from God, they do not have the ability to know the truth and to see the truth because they cannot receive the truth from Holy Spirit. You cannot have someone that is refusing to acknowledge God, is refusing to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, from refusing to, 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 to seek Holy Spirit on revelation knowledge. You cannot have someone that is refusing to do that um, to really know truth. So therefore, you certainly don't want to be following what they're telling you to do. Okay? All right. All right. We should pray about everything that we hear. Everything. Pray about it. And if it is not resonating within your spirit, if it cannot be, be, be scripturally backed up, especially in, you know, concerning important decisions of our lives, okay, then we certainly cannot be just following those instructions. We have to make sure we're doing what the Holy Spirit and the Lord is telling us to do by way of His Word. Of the, of the Bible's word, having understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. You have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have heard him and have, and have been taught by him, if you've heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off, you, you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. This is a part of that renewal thing. 
we've realized who we are in Christ Jesus now. We've realized what the resurrection meant for us. We real, we've realized now how we have eternal life in Jesus Christ. We've realized all of that. Now, this is how we should be walking our lives. You put off the former conversation. You no longer, you no longer talk and discuss and behave the way you used to. That's the old man, okay, which is corrupt according to the, to the deceitful lusts. Okay, okay. Many things that drove us to make decisions and do the things we did was because we we were were, were even sometimes not even conscious of it, of it but there, there was a lust for wanting something or wanting to accomplish something. Okay, you know, you know, not all lust is sexual lust. Lust is you really craving for something, craving for something, craving where you can't see or or think about anything else. Okay, deceitful lusts. Okay, and to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. This is where it starts. This is where it starts. Our thinking, our decision-making process, you know, our wants, our desires, like it starts here in the mind. That mind has to be renewed so that it's governed by our spirit. Okay, okay. The way we are before we come to the Lord and before we have knowledge of God is that we, we dream of things, think of things or whatever, think of what we want to do here in the mind, and then that governs our actions. Once we come to the Lord and have Holy Spirit in us and with us, and those thoughts and things and actions pop into mind and whatnot, we should check that by our spirits, okay? And then let Holy Spirit that's in you, yes, do that. No, don't do that. Yes, go there. No, don't go there. Yes, say this. No, do not respond like this. That then that the Holy Spirit that is in us then comes up and governs our mind based on the spirit, and then the mind makes us take out the action, Okay? Okay, okay. If you don't know the Lord, what happens is that your mind conceives a thought, conceives a decision, makes a decision, and then your body carries out that action. If it isn't being checked first by the Holy Spirit that's in you, the action that you wind up carrying out may not be the right action. Okay, okay, okay. And if God is not involved in that action, in that action decision, uh, then most 99% point of the time it's not a good action for you, especially you, a child of God, to take. Amen. Amen. And so, so, so again, so that you, you, you be, to be renewed in the spirit of your mind, 24, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. There it is again. Put on that new man or woman. Okay. Now that you're a believer, you're born again, the scripture says. You're a new creature. You are a new creation. You know, you know, we got to renew that mind now. Okay. I got on this new suit. That old suit's in the closet. I got on this old suit now. Okay, now I got to make sure I, 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 I wash my mind and renew it. Amen? Amen? So that my mind is also clean and, and it's in line. And, and that you put on the, the, the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying. Okay? This is some of the old stuff now. Putting away lying. Speak every man truth with his neighbor. For we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Okay, don't go to bed angry. Don't go to bed angry. And, you know, if you get you have a blowout with your wife, your husband, your child, make amends before you go to bed. Okay? Talk to them, pray with them, whatever the case may be. But don't don't go to bed angry. Okay, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. You know, and it's a very long story, but I'll just tell you tell you one particular event that happened. I remember very well in, in, in my young ministry years and. Uh, ministering before a group of uh, a women's group, and they were giving testimonies that particular night. And a woman came up and gave her testimony, and 
talked about how she and her husband had a terrible, terrible argument when one evening, a terrible argument, and uh, he stormed out of the house, you know, mad, and she heard the car pull off, and, and he was gone for a while and whatnot, and she got tired of waiting, still angry at him, and she went to bed, and, and uh, she got a call, the wee hours in the morning, from the police department. Her husband was found dead. Her husband was found dead over through some suspicious circumstances, but he was found dead. And the testimony that she was giving, it was heartbreaking, the testimony that she gave. And that had been some 15 years prior to the night that she had given the testimony. She was still wrestling and being torn apart by the fact that she never had a chance to tell him that she was sorry and that she loved him. Never had the chance to tell him that she was sorry and that she loved him. And she was carrying that torment for from some 15 years. Amen. So let not the sun go down on your wrath. Of course, we prayed with her and so on like that, you know. But the, the point here is that the scripture is so right. Be angry, sin not, but not don't let the sun go down on your wrath. This is the new creature that you are, okay? okay. The old man in you, I mean, and even I've been there, you know, there was a time that, that, that I was not always in the Lord. And I remember I could hold a grudge, get angry with somebody and carry it on for days, you know, weeks. But no, you can't do that anymore. You're a new creature. Okay, don't don't go carrying around that that animosity. And most importantly, especially a loved one, you know, do not go to bed without making sure that things are right between you and that loved one. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither neither give place to the devil. Okay, don't give a, don't give an inch to the devil. Give the devil an inch to get into your life by some little so-called, to our in our opinion, minor small thin uh, uh, sin. Some little small trip up. You give the devil an inch and he'll take a mile. Don't let him into your life in any kind of way. No such thing as a small lie, a small fib. A lie is a lie in God's eyes. A lie is a lie. No such thing as a white lie. A lie is a lie. Okay? Okay? Sin is sin. So don't let the devil in your life in any way. Let not give no, no place to the devil. 28. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather, rather let, him, uh, let him labor. Let him work. Work for a living. You don't steal for a living. Work for a living. Working with his hands, hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needs. We're supposed to work. You know? There's a thing that's going through our society now that we don't need to work. We just need to sit back and rely on somebody else for our living. The thing going through our society today that they don't need to work. You see something you like on someone else's property, it's okay for you to just walk up and just take it. Not in God's eyes. Not at all. We're all supposed to work. The Bible says elsewhere in there, you don't work, you don't eat. Simple as that. We're supposed to work. Everyone can find some kind of work to do that, that's honest. Okay? Okay? And let them steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have, have to give to him that needs. Okay? We work so not only to benefit ourselves, but so we can give to someone that needs. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Okay? Even something as that. Being a born-again believer, the new creation, new creature, the new creation that you are, that no corrupt, corrupt communication is anything that is, is, um, that is, is not, not going to be edifying someone. If you don't have something good to say about someone, then don't say it at all. Okay? If you don't have something good to say about someone, then don't say anything. Okay? Even corrupt communication is, is, is like filthy jokes. You know, you, know, you know, filthy anecdotes, things like that. 
Many times when I was working in the secular environment, I hear someone going down the path or in a, in a, a gathering of people that are sitting around the water cooler of a Xerox machine talking and say, oh yeah, let me tell you what I heard, a good one I heard. And they start on the joke, as up, oh, excuse me, you know, I got something to take care of, and I, and I go. I go. And you will find too, if you don't let those corrupt communications, this is cursing and carrying on like that, there's no reason to be cursing. Why should, why should wait, filthy communications coming out of your mouth? You will find that those that curse around you will actually wind up apologizing. Oops, excuse me, I didn't mean to say that word. Okay. And we can't be worried about those people that do have filthy mouths. We pray for them, that's what we should be doing. Jesus was certainly around people that cursed and did other foul things. Okay, As God the Father so guided him, he prayed for them, prayed over them, healed them or whatever, but he certainly did not, not uh, associate with them because of the fact they had filthy mouths. Okay, now that doesn't mean that we go hanging out and we go to bars and go to these places where people have these filthy mouths. But what I'm saying to you is that we don't let those filthy communications come out of our mouths. And what you will see happening around you is that those that are around you will also stop the filthy communications. They will stop it and apologize to you if they slip. And you merely say, hey, you know, no judgment. That's between you and God. And you pray for them and you pray for them. Okay, but you'll watch and you'll see over time that their behaviors even start to change that are around you. I've known many people that will get so so upset because of the environment that's in the office or in the workplace there is not in line with their Christian faith and whatnot. But guess what? All of Jesus' life, he was around people that were was not of his faith, not was uh, not was not of his belief system that he was trying to bring to the world. All of Jesus' life. Okay? All right. So we can't run from it. But we can govern ourselves. We can govern our mouths in terms of what comes out of it. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying. Are we saying words to edify or build up someone else? That it may minister grace unto the hearers. Okay? Grieve not the Holy Spirit, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. We don't grieve the Holy Spirit. We don't go slapping him in the face. We know Holy Spirit is telling us not to do something, yes, but we insist on doing it. And you'll get to the point that you will see, as a believer, you will see that as you're, as you're talking, especially in critical situations, that as you're talking and whatnot, you will hear or feel an unction, so to speak, uh, on, on, within your belly, if you will, that you should not say that, or you should not go there, you should not do that. Okay, so if we know Holy Spirit is telling us not to do something and, and, or, or, or to do something, and we don't do it, we don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. You ever think of it that God is your father and he loves you so much? He gave his only begotten son for you. And now that you're saved and God has given you his Holy Spirit, can you imagine how God feels? Imagine and feels. Imagine how Jesus feels. Imagine how Holy Spirit feels when you know that you should do or not do something and we do it or don't do it anyway. You know? You ever have a time in your life where you're disappointed or did something that your mother or your father told you not to do? Did you feel inside? Did you feel bad about what you did or didn't do? You know, did you feel badly about, about disappointing them? Well, you know, when I do things like that, I feel like I'm disappointing God. God has an expectation of me as being his son. God has an expectation of me being his son. God has an expectation of you being his son or daughter. And when we don't do those things, how do you feel? You know, how do you feel? Okay, okay, okay. What you feel inside, by the way, according to the scripture, is called conviction of Holy Spirit. It's called conviction. Where the Holy Spirit is letting you see that you did something wrong. Okay? The time to start wearing is when you do something wrong and you don't feel that conviction. 
then you're becoming hardened. Your heart is becoming hardened, and that's not where you want to be. Okay, okay. But if we slip and we stumble and we do not do or we do what God has told us not to do or to do, we do just the opposite. Amen. And, and, and you feel that that conviction, you know, that's the Holy Spirit. Okay. The Holy Spirit brings conviction. The devil brings condemnation. Okay. The devil brings condemnation. Condemnation is when you do something and the devil says, you see, I knew you'd slip and do that. There's no hope for you now. You're not going to go to heaven. Jesus Christ is not really your Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit has left you. He's gone. That's condemnation because condemnation means that there's no hope. Okay? Condemnation means that there's no hope. You've been condemned. That's it. You're done. It's finished. Okay? Okay? Conviction. The Holy Spirit convicts us. That is, you, you, made, a, you made a mistake, my son, my daughter. You did, not, you did not obey me. Okay? However, this is the way out. Okay? And the Word of God says that if we slip in sin, if we stumble, and we repent, we come to God and we repent, that God is faithful to forgive. Okay? So conviction is not the same as condemnation. All right? not, not at all. Okay? We can slip and we can stumble and we can sin, but, but, but if, we, if we're truly, truly in our hearts, if we're truly sorry for what we did, and we come back to the Lord and we repent, okay, God says that he's faithful to forgive. Now, that doesn't mean that you should just keep on willfully sinning and sinning and sinning and coming back to the Lord and repenting and repenting and repenting. Okay? Okay? You, you, you can't be doing that because that's a dangerous path also. Okay, because every time you slip and you stumble like that, okay, and you, you, you know, you're, you're opening the door because you're making way for the devil. Okay, every time you slip and you stumble, especially willfully, then you're opening the door for the devil. You're making a, a step. Uh, where, uh, 27, neither give place to the devil. You willfully sin, you're making a place for the devil. Okay, so, so just remember that. Okay, but I said, grieve not the Holy Spirit whereby you are sealed to the day of redemption. 31, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Put those things away from you. Bitterness, wrath and anger and clamor, evil speaking, put it all away from you. Okay? You, don't want it, you don't want it in you, near you, around you. you. Separate yourself from that. And be kind to one another. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Okay, God has forgiven us. You see, see, so, so, so there's so much here. There's so much here. This is this is but one chapter in Ephesians here. That uh, Ephesians three and, and 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 five. They all give us more insights into how we should be living living our lives as believers and followers of Christ Jesus. Okay. This has been a wonderful, wonderful Easter resurrection week behind us. Hopefully our eyes have been opened in terms of what God had, had planned to do for us, gave us insights into what he was going to do through prophecy in Old Testament, how these things were indeed acted out in New Testament, to the letter, to the letter, how Jesus went to the cross and was resurrected for us, for us. And now that all of that was done, how do we benefit by it? You know, what are the next steps? Is this just, you know, a new, neat thing that I did? Was it cool for me to ask Jesus Christ into my life, to come into my heart? Was it just a cool thing to do because now I can be called a Christian like the others? Or is, it, or is there a reality to it? And I submit to you today, saint of God, there is a reality. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. You're a new creation. Okay. 
our minds ought to be renewed. And that takes some practice on our part. You know, you can go to Romans, look in the book of Romans, and there's more on that. But the renewing of the mind is, is, uh, is, is fraught throughout Scripture. Okay. We need to change our thinking. Change our thinking from us making decisions up here and let the decisions be made here within our spirits. Because our spirits is linked to Holy Spirit. He's in us. Amen. You're a new creature, saint. Go forward knowing that you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. Go forward knowing that the joy of the Lord is my strength. And go forth knowing that you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things are passed away. And all things are made new. Amen. 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 Praise God. Remember that as you go forward. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I hope this message was a blessing to you. And if it was, tell others how to find us. You can be reached at www.genesis1.sermon.net. www.genesis1.sermon.net. Look at the top of the page there and you'll see a subscribe button. If you click on the subscribe button, you'll uh, be notified automatically when there's a new message available for you. Uh, we're on YouTube, Genesis One Christian Ministries. Uh, we still have those free apps for Android and for uh, uh, Apple devices. Download those free apps and everything, okay? And also, be not, be not, I don't know if you're aware of it or not, but uh, whether you find us through a regular web page at the uh, Genesis1.sermon.net location, uh, within, the Apple, within the Apple and Android apps, you can also download these messages, okay? You can download the messages in uh, audio form, form, audio only, or you can download the video, of course, which has video and, and audio. Uh, and uh, you can download it for future reference, free of charge, you know, download it and store it on your hard drive or whatever. Put it on a floppy, on a floppy. Wow, show the old I have. Put it on a, a thumb drive and give it to someone else or carry it with you. Play it back in your car, you know. You know, we, we want to make these messages as easily available to you as possible so that the Lord can minister to you, not only on a Sunday when you're listening to this, but any time during the week when you feel the need to pray any one of these messages back. Amen, amen. So they're out there for you. Um, avail yourself of them as you need. Pass them around, share them, okay? Download them, whatever Holy Spirit uh, tells you to do. Amen, amen. Praise God, you know, let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've had with you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And we pray that as we go through the balance of the day and the week ahead of us, O oh Lord, that we shall remember these words that we've heard and keep them deeply planted within our spirits so that these words cannot be stolen away by the evil one should he come our way, O oh Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, God, open our eyes that we may see and hear, O oh Lord God, and, and understand your words, O oh Lord God, and help us to, to live our new lives as new creations in you. We thank you so much, and we love you for all things, both great and small. Lord God, we give the rest of our time, the rest of our lives unto you, O oh Lord God. Guide our paths, guide our steps, O oh Lord God. This we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God, praise God. Go forth and be blessed. Have a wonderful day, a wonderful week ahead. Ahead, And remember that these scriptures that we've read, they're always there for you. Refer to them, go back to them, and, and enjoy your life in Christ Jesus, okay? He's there to do wondrous things for you. Just hold on, watch and see, okay? Praise God. Go forth and be blessed, and remember that Jesus is Lord. And I sing praises to you.